Welcome to episode 23 of the Smashing 50 podcast. And today I'm speaking with body sculptor Ben. That's not his real name, although it is a great name. And it's how you can find him on Instagram. He's a coach with, uh, how many years have you been doing this for, Ben? I have been coaching now for nine years as a, as a coach, but I was also a tennis coach before that. So I've probably got about 16 years of coaching experience under my belt. He's a coach with 16 years under his belt, and he's the founder of the Unbreakable Man program. Another great name, Ben. Ben is 31. He's married. He's a father of two little kids. He's got three stepkids and a big dog, and he lives in Buckinghamshire. And in this episode, Ben's going to tell you about his Unbreakable Man program and what he thinks are the biggest challenges facing middle-aged men. We'll be discussing how you can get out of a rut when you're middle-aged and feeling lost. And plus, Ben will be giving us a bit of a breakdown on how calories work and a few other interesting insights. And I think you will have some great insights having worked so closely with so many middle-aged men, Ben. Hopefully, hopefully I can offer some valuable insights to your listeners. Great. So let's start off. If you can tell me about the Unbreakable Man program, what is it? How did it start? How does it work? And what results have you had so far? Sure. So the Unbreakable Man program is essentially an online coaching program that get gets guys looking, feeling and performing their absolute best, helping them build an unbreakable body, an unstoppable mindset and helping them optimize their lifestyle so they feel full of energy, full of confidence and essentially feel like they can run through walls and take on any task or challenge. Um, it started, so my online coaching really started at the start of lockdown before that i was a, i was a personal trainer uh inside the gym and obviously when when the lockdowns happened we weren't able to do that so i pivoted online um and yeah started a coaching program and then a year later i actually formed the unbreakable man program because i decided i really enjoyed and valued helping guys more specifically you know improve their improve their confidence you know transform their physique uh, and get incredible results and essentially it was formed um through you know my my challenges and struggles prior prior to getting in shape i used to be when i was younger i used to be very skinny uh used to be very low on confidence low on self-esteem and actually by by going through the process transforming myself uh getting in better shape it really did transform me as a person it helped me grow uh my confidence and essentially i wanted to do the same for for my clients and the guys coming into the program um so yeah that's essentially essentially how how it was formed it's been going now for around about 14 months um it works like i said it's an online coaching program and essentially the goal here is to not only get guys in incredible shape but actually teach them how to stay in shape for the rest of their lives you know i don't want guys coming into the program getting a good result and then going away and then getting lost and reverting to old habits. Cause I think that's a common problem, you know, that I've identified in the industry, you know, being, being part of this industry for such a long time is that guys and people generally get results. They might lose some weight, but then they end up backtracking and end up gaining it back and getting out of shape. So essentially I want this program to be the last program that guys have to invest in when they're trying to get in shape. So they're set up for the rest of their life with the habits, behaviors and the know-how to keep smashing it moving forwards um results wise we've since since the program itself started around about 14 months ago we're coming up to around about 100 results uh 
we we essentially get guys like i said looking fantastic which involves getting leaner building solid muscle mass getting incredibly fit and yeah just being the best version of themselves amazing that also also in, in such a short space of time that is i think pretty incredible results um, and you. you you talk about this being the last program that you want men to invest in yes what what kind of things are you are you teaching them in order to 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 build those solid habits you know that, that they're going to keep going after the program yeah so firstly it's, it's the knowledge side of things right and i think i think when people get in shape we're trying to get in shape they the the first thing they look at is the training side of things and the nutrition right but there's there's many pieces to this puzzle okay of course the training is very important nutrition is very very important as we know as well lifestyle and the mindset as well all of these things sort of contribute to to being able to get the best results possible and also you know doing this in a way that is going to complement your life not complicate it and i think sometimes guys try and take on too much too early they go too extreme and they struggle to sustain it so for me it's building the habits into their life which they can then sustain and educating them through the process, not just spoon feeding them, right? Because that's another problem is too often people sign up to, to a training plan or whatever. They get sent the training plan and they probably often get sent like a nutrition plan, like eat this at that time, eat that at that time. And actually, you don't actually learn too much through that way of going through the process. You need to sort of learn on the job. You need to learn as you go and not necessarily be be spoon fed and actually sometimes messing up along the way is is important for you to to learn you know what went wrong and how, how to fix it moving forwards and you know also for, for the guys coming into the program like you know i actively encourage i think sometimes guys can get into the mindset when they're starting something that they need everything completely aligned right they need a three to six month stint where work's not particularly busy where they haven't got any social events and they haven't got any holidays and actually that's not teaching them how to stay in shape when you go back to normal life it's important that you learn how to navigate these things so that you can go on holiday and still stay in shape that you even when you're slammed at work when you're stressed and busy you know how to navigate it and that for me is is super super important is teaching guys how to navigate all of these situations and curveballs that life essentially throws at you because you know that's the, that's the reality for most most of us guys we're busy we've got stuff going on a lot of people i think when they have this idea that they want to you know get fit or make some kind of change they put a timeline on it they yeah. say i'm for the next x months weeks i'm going to do this but it's not yeah. that is it? it it i think it's good to have a challenge to get started yes to learning and get you know um in some kind of rhythm but ultimately yeah. it is a lifestyle change isn't it forever 100 percent. i think i think this is the mindset shift that you know is is really really valuable is it's focusing on the process not just the outcome because if you focus on the process inevitably the results will take care of themselves okay of course you want results in the short term of course you want milestones and targets to hit but if you can get into the mindset of right if i can just focus on the process okay and keep putting one step in front of the other eventually you know i'm going to get to where i want to be okay so that and that's actually one of the commandments of the coaching program is to focus on is to be process focused not just outcome focused yeah does that make sense 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, what, what, what kind of age range are you working with? Do you work with a lot of middle-aged men or are you mainly working with younger guys? I do work with some middle-aged men as well. The, the age range is typically between 25 and sort of 50. Um, we do have some people outside of those extremes, some people older, some, some people younger, uh, but that's probably the, the sort of median, median so, age. So, so, so my audience is primarily 40 to 55, which I've identified as being middle-aged. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you have worked with, with a few of us. Um, what do you think are our biggest problems, the biggest problems that middle-aged men are facing these days? I mean, for me, for I think there's the time and energy thing and the beer belly are the few different are the few kind of defining things yes. and perhaps feeling lost as well stuck in a rut is that what you've you've seen as well yeah i think i think if you've got to sort of 40 onwards right the chances are you've probably tried to try to get in shape before at some point right and potentially it hasn't gone according to plan yeah. so inevitably there's potentially a bit of self-doubt, a bit of, mm, I didn't manage to stick to it before. And, you know, why, why should I try it again? So I think, first of all, like squashing that is important. Um, obviously, uh, beer bellies are, <laughs> are a big problem for, for a lot of guys. And, you know, actually quite a concern that a lot of guys come to me with is, oh, how do I get rid of this stomach fat and all, all, all of, um, because essentially, you know, when you've got a belly fat, when you've got belly fat, when you've you know, got a beer belly, you notice it with the clothes that you're wearing, all of these different things. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess a big challenge is the past potential failures and, you know, understanding that they don't define you. And maybe you just had the wrong approach or you just didn't have the right support and accountability or the right knowledge yeah. to to do it the first time around. Or maybe you just weren't in the right place at the right time to yeah. do it. But, you know, even as you get older, everyone has the potential to get in great shape. Do you, do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's just maybe the previous approaches didn't, didn't work, work for them. I've been working a lot with um, having a vision. Mm -hmm. so, and and the, the vision encompasses having, um, looking at your beliefs to begin with. And, and yeah. just, you were saying there about things that happened in the past and you say, well, I've tried getting fit two, three, four, five times, and none of them have worked. So I'm not the kind of person who can get fit. And But, but the thing is, is, you can change your identity. You can change your beliefs because your beliefs don't define you. So Absolutely. it's an interesting point that, that you found there. Absolutely. And you, you've nailed it there. It's the identity side of things is so important. And it's changing that as you go through the process. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you haven't been in shape before, like when people start telling themselves stories like, you know, I've always been out of shape, I'm big boned, all of these things, then that can actually hold hold you back. And it's important that as you go through the process, your identity upgrades and levels up as, as you progress through it. And you, you, yeah. you, you kind of push to the next level and, and then you have to bring your belief up with you and say, well, look what I've done. I can do that. And there's a great trick for that as well, where you can, um, you know, you've got this kind of disempowering mindset. Uh, an empowering mindset but in the middle you've got this this kind of neutral mindset so if you can go from well you know i'm big boned i can't get in shape i've tried before la, 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 that's just going to kill you so but if you can get to that neutral step where you can go well 
let's see. Let's see if I can try. If I try this, can I? You know, you, you, and if you can get to that middle step, then I think it becomes easier for you, for you to then change to that identity. Well, hang on, I've made this progress. I yes. can change it. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's it. Like, you know, as you go, go, go through the process, as you, you know, this is why it's so important. When you've got a big goal, I think it's so important to, to break it down into yeah. smaller, smaller manageable goals. Because, you know, if you just think, I want to achieve this and you're at the bottom of the mountain and you're looking up and it feels like such an almighty task, then, you know, that can be overwhelming. So having like milestones is super important. And, you know, maybe setting yourself a few goals over the first 30 days, over 90 days, and then thinking longer term. And then eventually, you know, you will, you will get there. And as you go through the process, confidence is going to grow and actually you're going to transform your identity. And I think, I think it's really, really important for, for anyone starting something like this is is to really get clear on your why like your motivation yeah. like what what is your drive behind wanting to do this right and if you can if you can really hone that in that's going to be so valuable to help pull you along particularly if it's not just for yourself as well yeah. right if you're you know if you've got family if you've got a partner if you've got kids whatever it is if you can attach your why to how it's not only going to benefit you, but it's going to benefit them. Okay. They're going to have a healthier dad. They're going to have a happier husband, all of these things. And if you can get really clear on that, that is quite honestly, so potent and so powerful to help pull you through those difficult times, because let's face it, like transforming, particularly when it's been an ongoing struggle, it's not, it's not an easy task. There will be challenges along the way without a doubt, but also, you know, those challenges are there's so much value within those challenges yeah. do you know what i mean that's how you're going to transform your identity your mindset your beliefs so yeah actually embrace them along the way absolutely totally agree um let's just for example have a look at an average middle-aged man in the uk uh, average middle-aged man in the uk he's tired overweight by a couple of stone unmotivated no time or energy he's feeling lost I think we've probably just touched on this, but what's going to help him? What steps does he does he need to take to to get out of that state? Yeah. So first of all, like we just spoke about, get clear on your why, and then start start small. Okay. Like don't and and I I always refer back to New Year's resolutions when when I speak about this. It's when when people start a New Year's resolution, and this will happen when we start twenty twenty three. There'll be a lot of people trying to get in shape. Right, they'll be highly motivated and they'll say to themselves or they'll set loose targets like, right, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to uh, do this diet. I'm going to do keto, whatever it may be. And it's very unrealistic because they're essentially going from a position where they're not doing a lot to all of a sudden, you know, trying to make a complete 180 lifestyle change. Whereas starting small and then building from there is is going to be really important and getting momentum because right let's say you do say i'm going to go to the gym five times a week okay yeah you, you manage it the first couple of weeks then you start to drop off then it gets to three right you're going to look at those two missed sessions and that's going to squash your confidence you're going to feel like you're failing whereas if you said right i'm going to go to the gym three times a week and you can consistently do that that is going to build your confidence and then you know over time if you want to add more on to that then then fine but i would always say start realistic you know dream big like think big 
but start start small and you know something as simple as going for walks if you're just getting started get your body moving okay all of these things are going to be super beneficial but just start small break it down uh, and then stack it from there great advice um is alcohol the fourth macro nutrient is it macro or micronutrients macro yeah macronutrient so micronutrients are more like um vitamins minerals all of those sort of things mm-hmm. and so we've got protein fat and carbohydrate is alcohol the fourth yes yeah yes and um, how can drinking alcohol Personally, what I three years ago, I decided to quit alcohol completely. It was the best thing I ever did. Um, nice. So much more time and energy. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'd be sitting here doing this podcast if I was still drinking alcohol. Um, so what kind of, how can drinking alcohol impede someone's progress, do you think? Well, first of all, the, 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 a big problem with alcohol is... It's very, it's very easy to consume a lot of calories through alcohol very, very quickly, right? Particularly, particularly as a guy, let's say you're drinking pints. Uh, I think what the average, average pint is probably between 200 and 300 calories. It's very easy to all of a sudden drink five or six pints and then you're thousand plus calories deep. And that's on top of the food that you're already eating. So that is a big problem, you know, initially there's also, there's also the um, knock-on effect from drinking alcohol, right? If, you, if you're drinking alcohol, sometimes you're going to start craving certain foods uh, and then you're not going to feel as energetic the next day, which is going to mean you're probably going to turn to more foods which aren't as uh, potentially nutritious or as um, lower in calories. And it can have a massive, massive knock-on effect. And also, for me, it's, it's, it's the energy thing, right? If, you, if you're drinking the next day, I'm sure we can all relate to it. You just feel off. You feel sluggish. You feel slow. And I heard someone once say that, you know, drinking alcohol regularly is like playing life on, on hard mode, yeah. right? Which, which really resonated because when you've had a particularly big drinking session, or not, even not necessarily a big drinking session, even a couple of drinks, you can feel a little bit slow, a little bit dehydrated, a little bit lethargic after that. And it can just make everything a lot harder. Your motivation is going to drop, your energy is going to drop. And then your ability to then go to the gym, go for a walk is is going to drop off and you're just going to want to you know, sit on the sofa more. Would it be true as well that let's just say you had five pints, but you did find the motivation the next day to go to the gym. Would it be true that, what you're burning off during that session the next day would be more the alcohol rather than actually burning, you know, so, so, so your session is going to be useless really, because you're just burning off what you consumed and the alcohol rather than making any progress. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to some extent, obviously you're, you're going to be, you're going to be chasing your tail because you've consumed all of those excess calories. Um, but yeah, also just the quality of your session is not going to be, not going to be as good like there's a reason you know athletes don't drink before matches and things like that because it's gonna it's gonna make it harder once again you're not you're not gonna be able to train as hard you're gonna be dehydrated your head's gonna be a bit fuzzy so that's gonna have a a knock-on effect which you know if your session's not as good your ability to build muscle within that session and push as hard is gonna is gonna drop off as well so drinking alcohol is life on hard mode i love that (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. And, you know, I think I don't want to discourage because because a lot of people drink alcohol and I drink alcohol. I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I like the occasional drink, but I think it's being mindful of when you drink it and understanding, you know, how that is going to impact you the following day and just being being cautious around that. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on uh, quickly. We've got some um, final shorter questions. Cardio or weights for weight loss? So I think I think the, the, the way to look at it is if you're trying to lose lose weight, right? Most, most guys, obviously we're, we're talking talking from a male perspective here. The, the end goal, right? For, for most guys, okay, is they want to be leaner and they want to be more muscular, right? To some extent. It doesn't mean you have to look like Arnold's, but you want to be potentially more athletic looking, right? So in order to get that more athletic look and build muscle, then weights is going to be super, super important, right? Cardio, you know, can be a valuable tool to help you burn calories. But actually when you're training, I would say prioritize weights, okay? Because then when you do lose weight you're going to be more muscular you're going to be more defined again you're going to look better for it the the weight loss side of things can actually be done more outside of the gym okay it can be done through your activity levels it can be done through controlling your calorie consumption i think that's a better way to look at it i don't think it's a good um mindset for guys to be getting into inside the gym that they're just there to burn calories that's 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 the wrong way of looking at it you're you're in the gym to train to to get fitter to improve your cardio if that's what you want to do to build muscle okay and and improve your performance don't look at the gym workout itself as the only method to lose weight okay it's outside of that where you need to be focusing your effort with regards to the weight loss can you explain at its most, you know, I reckon the, the average man on the street has no idea what, you know, the BMI is or how many calories he needs per day. Can you just quickly explain at the most basic level what, you know, how calories work and how, what the calorie deficit is? Yeah, so essentially a calorie deficit, okay, is uh, where you are consuming less calories than, than you are burning, right? So you're doing more activity. And consuming less food, okay, so that you're essentially in an energy deficit for the day, which means fat loss will occur. Okay. Um, that's the most most basic, basic definition. Okay. So you need to eat less, right? And you need to move more. Okay. Eat less calories. And that can also be done through um improving your food quality. That is something that you need to look at as well. Okay. Yes, the total calories is important, but the actual quality of the food is going to be really, really essential as well. And then just trying to get your body moving more outside of your training sessions or just generally day to day. Little things really do add up, right? Just something like just doing 8,000 to 10,000 steps a day, taking the stairs at work, walking 10 minutes, all of these things are going to be a massive contributing factor to help you achieve the calorie deficit, which is essential for, for fat loss. You're not, you're not going to you're not going to lose body fat if you're not in a calorie deficit. It's, it's as simple as that. I, I heard a quote once that said something like, um, it matters not uh, what you eat, but it matters more that you care what you eat. Mm -hmm. So just make, and, you know, making those decisions 
always having that in your mind that you care what you're about to put into your body. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, you know, obviously calories are very important from a fat loss perspective, but don't overlook the importance of food quality, right? Because if you're eating better quality foods, your energy is going to be better, okay? And if your energy is better, you're going to be, you're going to feel like you want to move more. You're going to feel like you want to train and that's going to have a big positive impact as well, okay? And that's a big misconception. Like, I think sometimes... The fitness industry at one point almost went into, right, we just need to focus on a calorie deficit. It doesn't matter about food quality. No, they, they both go hand in hand. They're, they're super, it's super important that you're eating good quality, nutritious foods and you're in a calorie deficit when you're trying to lose fat. And a good rule, like a general rule is 80-20, right? 80% of your calories coming from good, whole, nutritious food, 20 calories, 20% uh, of your diet you know, potentially more of the naughtier stuff, the treats that you want to want to have in. And I think that's always a good rule to sort of go by. That's uh, that's going to segue nicely into the last final few more, more kind of fun questions. Um, so you're a coach, you're supposed to be disciplined. What's your guilty pleasure when it comes to food? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love, I love burger and chips, but burger and chips is, is probably my go-to. If I was to go to a restaurant, um, yeah, I'd have a, a dirty burger with cheese, with bacon, or the the, the full shebang, mayonnaise with the chips. Uh, that would be probably my guilty pleasure. But once again, like if we go back to the 80-20 rule, like you don't need to feel so guilty about eating that stuff if if the majority of your diet is if, aligned. If you know what you've already consumed and you're and you're staying within your 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 ratios, then hundred percent. And I encourage the guys in the program to, to, to do that from time to time and eat foods that are considered naughty or guilty. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's, it's important that you get, you get the balance. Absolutely. Just a couple more quick questions. Sure. Um, you're on a desert Island. What's the one piece of gym equipment you're going to take with you? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I would take a barbell with plates if I can take both. Nice one. And if you're on a desert island as well, you could always use the trees for doing pull-ups and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But barbell is, you know, it's very versatile. Obviously, uh, with a barbell, you can do lots of large compound movements, which, you know, is going to have a big return on investment in terms of changes to your physique. So, yeah, that's, that's probably what I would take. Absolutely. Um, how can people contact you, Ben, and find out more about the Unbreakable Man project? Yep. So you can get hold of me mainly through Instagram at bodysculptorben.com. Um, I'm also on TikTok, down with the kids. Um, <laughs> I don't post as much on there. Uh, but yeah, those those two platforms at Ben. Excellent. And I've got one final question for you. Um I don't know how this is going to go, but what would you say is the biggest health misconception out there at the moment? Biggest health misconception. Mm, that's, that's a tough one. Um, mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. What do you mean by misconception as in, uh, you know, people say, well, it might be that everything's a, you know, a calorie deficit or. Yeah. I mean, Okay, yeah, let's I think that is that is one, right? I think like I said, there was a phase where every personal trainer was literally just talking about a calorie deficit and I think overlooking a lot of other 
other things as well. Of course, a calorie deficit is essential for fat loss, but don't overlook, you know, food quality. All right. And especially these days, because, you know, there's a lot going into our food that potentially we need to take a closer look at. Right. And, you know, there's a reason why potentially society is now very much unhealthy and things seem to be declining from a health perspective quite drastically. And it's not just due to the fact that we are more overweight than we have been, but actually the stuff potentially going into our foods, which we are then obviously consuming is having a big impact. So I would say, you know, maybe, maybe starting to look at that, not just a calorie deficit, you know, there's plenty more pillars to health, which is going to be really important for you to optimize your health. Excellent. So I think we're just about out of time. So uh, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. And I'm sure the listeners have got plenty of uh, vital information out of that. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for having me.